Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. It's grand final week. Here we are once again, Penrith and who are they playing this year? The Broncos. Michael. The Broncos. Previewing our fourth grand final as a podcast and it's the fourth one featuring Penrith. Yeah, the first team to make four grand finals in a row since South Sydney. Since the... Storm of 06 oh, oh, Storm to 09. Of 06 to 09. Yep. Some of them were dubious. Um, and then... <laughs> Looking for the first three-peat since the Parramatta team of 81 to 83. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, just an incredible run by Penrith, knocking off the Warriors. I think it was, no, the Storm 38 to 4 yeah. was this in the scoreline. Dismantling, I think, is a more appropriate word. Yeah. And then the Brisbane Broncos, who have been the second-best team all year. Correct. Really. Uh, dominated the Warriors. I think the final score was 42 to 12. So the two best teams are versing each other in the grand final. I think this is the matchup everyone wanted to see in terms of parity and in terms of teams that may be able to topple each Penrith. other. Yeah. Uh, because at the moment, the juggernaut that is the Penrith Panthers on this dynastic run that they're on is just has just been amazing, uh, and we will get into that preview later. But let's talk about the two teams, as we have done previously, uh, that have been eliminated, which is the Storm and the Warriors. Now, Melbourne's an interesting one because they were there but were they ever really, like, did anyone ever really give them a shot? Did anyone ever consider them a contender? I don't know. I just, the moment I saw that, store, like, we, we've seen this matchup twice already this year, and one of them was without Cleary, and... They pumped them. They pumped them both. Yeah. They pumped them both times. And, you know, Storm, when healthy, have arguably the best spine in the league. But their backs are lacking... And their forward pack just doesn't doesn't cut it. And, you know, their big name in their forward pack is Nelson Asafa-Solomona. He disappeared in the finals. Yeah. I, I had doubts on them this year, right? Yeah. I had genuine sort of that the, the forward pack fell away. Um, lost a lot of people they, in they've lost a, They've lost a lot of talent and, you know, they could always do a pull a hodgepodge team together, and he he is an incredible coach in 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 making um, something out of other clubs scraps. Okay, and um, garlic, Nick Meany, a couple of examples of that this year, and he can do that. But I, I feel that the current spine is not the same level of talent as the spine of yesteryear that we all knew and were obsessed with, right? And I, I do think that for a team, it was a very underwhelming fourth or a yeah. very underwhelming third that yeah. they came, yeah. right? And and it's pretty much a bit of an indictment on the rest of the competition that the Melbourne Storm, having lost all that talent, still managed to be up there. Yeah. Like this is a team that does not have the, 
the talent that Souths have or the Roosters had um, and the, who both finished below them or um, – even Parramatta. Well, that's what, for yeah. Example. Parramatta's another one. Even Manly. Cowboys. Cowboys. Plenty of teams. And, yeah. it, and it, it's a real indictment on all those clubs, I think, and just shows that the quality of Bellamy's coaching that he can get them to the finals every year. Mm-hmm. Having said that, there were games this season. Now, Souths dismantled Melbourne in Magic Round. Yeah. Right? Penrith. Well, we saw they picked them apart, but even early in the year, they lost to the Bulldogs. Um, and the Titans in back-to-back and weeks. the Titans in back-to-back weeks. The Cowboys pumped them 45 points to 20 or something in Townsville. I mean, it like they came third and it's okay. They got to the final four and they, and they did well. But in the same breath that we spoke about how, in hindsight, South's probably making the finals last year and getting to the prelims was probably an overachievement with Melbourne, they got there, but I think that's a huge overachievement from where they should have ended up. I agree. I think the roster of the, the where they ended up uh, is an overachievement. Um, they did bounce they, out of the week one of the finals last year. Yeah. Now you, hopefully you get Pappy back next year. You get that, you get that spine back. Yeah. You know, they, Pappy was never back this year. No, really. He played one and a half games pretty it's much. Terrible. Right. It's so unfortunate for him. Uh, but hopefully he's back at the start of next season. They need forwards, though. More yep. than anything, they need impact forwards. Trent Liero did not cut it. Uh, Nelson Asof Solomona went missing, and he's the one guy that you can count on. Christian Welch is just Christian Welch. He's, he's, you're not going to get anything special out of him. He's just reliable, right? Mm-hmm. Josh King is a good, probably, prop. But you look at how dynamic the locks are in this game now. He is nowhere near that standard. Nowhere near that standard of a Pat Carrigan or Isaiah or a Torhu Harris. I think Munster was very underwhelming. Munster, yeah, very, very much so. He off year for him, really, if you ask me. Like he wasn't, he wasn't a standout this year. He didn't have those games. Where it was like, my God, is Munster the best player in the league? Like for all, for all the hype, and you know, this is he was coming off contract and all that and last year and there was a lot of talk about him and his worth and what a big loss it was for the Dolphins and how it's such a good thing for Melbourne. And I thought for, for what he's getting paid and what he's on, he was underwhelming. Yeah, I also uh, – and I'll, I will say this though. Like a lot of the times halves do struggle when the forward pack just doesn't have the go forward that it yeah, needs. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think like the two teams with the best forward packs are in the grand final. 100%. Um, so look, yeah, yeah. As, as we said, they probably overachieved, but if we're to get back to the Melbourne of old, they need to recruit some serious forwards. They need to try and stay healthy in the spine. And, you know, I think they need to change the game plan a little bit. I just, I just think that teams have figured them out a little bit. 38, four is a huge, huge score line. Yeah. It, the biggest. Score line ever in a preliminary final. Yeah. Do you know what was second? Tell me. Broncos versus Warriors. Is that right? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Tied second, I will say. But yeah. second, it's still second. Yeah. Um, okay. The Warriors, great season. Yeah. Again, 15th to 4th. Yeah. They ended up and making a prelim final. Huge achievement. Uh, first season back in New Zealand, which I think really helped. 
under a brand new coach who just seems like he's got this team heading in the very right direction. Yeah. I, I think the I have no criticism of their season. No. I have their, no criticism. I think it was everything about it was outstanding. Again, a forward pack that really delivered, drove forward, even against Penrith a couple of weeks ago, hard runs and just sort of I know they got pumped and they always sort of probably thought if we have to go to Penrith week one, it's not going to be pleasant for us. But I thought they tried really hard and they didn't that they didn't sort of, you know, let it get to them. The next week they had an outstanding game against Newcastle. But I I do think the challenge for them is the, the sort of the challenge the Cowboys failed this season. And that is, okay, you've had such a successful year. How do you not, you now come in as a hunted team. Yes. How do you how do you manage that? How do you come in as a as a team that that's got the same drive as you did this year? How do you go from we went from fifteenth to fourth? How do you go from fourth to first? Yeah. And th- and that's going to be the challenge. Where what do we need to? And this is where it's like ninety percent of the work, ninety percent of the problems you probably fixed last year, but this final ten percent to perfect the perfect the craft and and really get to that next level and and you know put up a fight to Penrith and really challenge them and and put, challenge the Broncos and, you know, be ready and, and score tries without intercepts off Reese Walsh, loose balls. And being prepared for that, I think, is, is the big thing for them. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing that's really going to help them is next year they have yes. two players coming in, Roger Tuovasa-Shek and Chanel Harris-DeVita. Yeah. Uh, two great signings. Um, Tohu Harris this year was just... Amazing, like easily the most underrated player in the NRL, in my opinion. He, what he does in the middle is so important to everything that they do. Um, obviously, Johnson a career year, but a lot of that was just because the platform was set by Torhu Harris, Adam Fanua Blake, Mitch Barnett was excellent, Jackson Ford from the Dragons, excellent. Yeah, right. Kept Josh Curran out of the spot, who was one of their like cult heroes last year. Uh, DWZ best game of best year of his career. So uh, Andrew Webster has clearly gotten the best out of his players, and let's hope that that continues. Because for the most part, players do improve, right? So if he can get them to improve even further, that's how you get from that fourth to that second and first, and yep. from going out into a preliminary final into going into the grand final. Yeah, um, you know. The Warriors, I think, will be so buoyed by reactions from probably the public, the crowds in New Zealand, and I think that adds to part of the, you know, we can do this and we can actually make this work. It's definitely the most excited I've been for a Warriors team since they poached two of us a check in 2016. Mm. When I thought this has actually got the potential to be a really good team. There's assembled. a there's a World Cup on. Yeah. A rugby World Cup on at the moment. Yeah. And the Warriors were the top of the team. Yeah, I know. In New Zealand. That is that is crazy. It is crazy. And, you know, this year, especially we got to see three huge areas that are, you know, one of them not so much rugby league, but Brisbane. Newcastle and now New Zealand mm. embrace get back to good rugby league, yeah, and that is so important for the game. Mm-hmm. It's so important. This like the grand final is a sellout. Yeah, I guarantee you, fifty percent of that is Brisbane fans. I'd say more. Because Penrith, Penrith could not sell out that stadium the other day. South fans, I'm sure of it. Mm. Um, Parramatta, Parramatta are going to be going for 
the Panthers. The no. last thing that they have to hold on to is the three-peat. I do. Yeah, I did say that. I did say that. I I do feel it's a bit of, yeah, I, it, it's a very unusual world where people are hoping the Broncos win. Yeah. It's, for, it? it's the first Sydney, oh, New South Wales versus Queensland Grand Final since Cowboys-Tigers in 05. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. Um, of course, we've had three grand finals with Queensland teams since then. Uh, Broncos, Cowboys. Oh, no, we've had more than that. We've had more than that. Broncos, Cowboys, Broncos, Storm, Cowboys, Storm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while, just while you're on the subject of rugby union, before we move on, so there's a very interesting article today, and it's obviously incredibly speculative, but due to the absolute crap that the Wallabies are producing. Apparently Channel 9 are so underwhelmed by their investment in rugby union that the the plan is to get the rest of the NRL rights and have them as sort of the on Stan the Sports. big feature on Stan Sports, which yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, it will take it off Fox, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. I don't know how much they'll have to pay for that. Well, that's it just going to – it's just difficult situation for Fox, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because we saw in – we saw last time, 2015, the sports rights went up and Fox was negotiated out and Channel 9 bought four games, um, including a Saturday night game. And Fox just, they went ruthless. They went so hard in all their papers against David Smith because they just couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and that's how we ended up with the Friday 6 p.m. game. Yeah. But anyway, we digress. Yeah. Uh, some other news before we get into our grand final preview. Uh, is and we're going to Origin, which is odd, almost nine months out. Uh, Brad Fittler has called up his old mentor, his old mate, Phil Gould, and asked him to be a part of the New South Wales Blues next season if Brad is to keep his job as coach. And all likelihood is he keeps his job as coach. There's actually no one vying for it at the moment. There was mm. a meeting today. Um, that uh, they couldn't hash out everything, so it's been the decision's been postponed. But the idea is to bring in Gus on some level. As of now, we don't know what that level is. But I was listening to uh, Six Tackles with Gus today, and he was saying that if Brad Fitler asks me to do something, I will do it. So take that what you will, mm. whether he's. Chief advisor like Brandy is, who has stepped down. Yeah. Um, you Did know, Mary McGregor stepped down too. Mary stepped down. Danny Badiris has stepped down. Yeah. Um, apparently, Matt King is coming in, who's a Roosters assistant at the moment. Mm. Um, so, ba- and I, I yeah. would, I would also guess that Ivan Cleary, just on game days, might come in and sit in the box as well. Yeah. So basically, New South Wales doing what some clubs do sometimes where you kind of protect the coach and the assistants get cleaned out, but the, they're all voluntarily doing it themselves. So Freddie keeps his job. Yeah. I don't mind it. I, it, it some change was needed. Definitely. Yeah. Some change was needed. And the fact that there's no clear candidate to take over, I understand. Yeah. Well, my bigger concern is if Andrew Johns and Phil Gould go into the coaching staff, who's filling in commentary duties for channel nine? <laughs> Who's representing New South Wales? Paul Gallon. Paul Gallon. That's it. It's the hope of the side. 
Yeah, might have to recruit someone. Mm. Maybe someone's retiring this year. Maybe. Right? Might get Laurie Daly or something. Mm, maybe. Um, okay. Very exciting news as a Souths fan. Yeah. Uh, they won the New South Wales Cup. They did. 1983 was the last time they won. They beat the Bears. It was a cracking game. The Bears just... Uh, as, Capitulated once as, again. As Gus said, they snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. Uh, poor James Brazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they can't. They're up with five minutes left and they just it, can't get it done. It was actually... I was, I was following the results on my phone, but it, it was a great game. Just went back and forth. So Blake Taff... Pete Mamazellas, Shaq Mitchell, first grade players he that you've heard of. Shaq. Shaq scored. He had an outstanding game. Uh, and now that team won the Jersey flag in 2019. They've now won the New South Wales Cup. Uh, and they play in the state championship on f- Sunday at 1.20 p.m. Against the Tigers. Against Brisbane the, Tigers? Yeah, Brisbane Tigers. Yeah. Who are also looking to snap up the 18th license. Yeah, I think the Souths are like a dollar twenty favourites. Hmm. So... Big chance, big chance. Also, uh, in the NRLW, yep. uh, the Titans put in one of the greatest defensive performances I've ever seen, not only in the NRL, in the NRLW. Um, held on 6-0 uh, to beat the Roosters. They just tackled their hearts out all game. Yeah, Roosters coming into the season as the favourites. Uh, seems like a story we've told, beat, we've told before. Yeah, um, Limped out in the preliminary finals. Uh, they averse the Newcastle Knights with the face of the NRLW, Jesse Southwell, who yeah. just, they keep putting up these like side-by-sides of her and Andrew Johns and how they play. It's eerily similar. They And they got they got 12,000 people out to that game yeah. in Newcastle the other day, which is excellent for the game. Yeah, so. it was good. Newcastle, the team to beat, I think. Yeah, so good. Um, okay, grand final. Let's do it. Let's do it. God, I'm I'm actually excited for this game, um, and it starts how last year's grand final started with the middle. Yeah, Payne Haas, Thomas Flegler, Patrick Carrigan versus James Fisher Harris, Moses Leota, Isaiah Yo. That is where the battle is won early on, and from there on, that's when the game starts to open up. And we saw what Penrith did. Against Melbourne, no matter how compressed their line got, they just kept on going straight up the middle and wearing down Melbourne's middle. Yeah. Wearing down the middle of the defenders and making them tackle and tackle and tackle until the field opened up. Yeah. And this is Penrith's game plan. They do not stray from it. They don't care when their points come. They will stick to their game plan and it works every single time. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um. These two teams have been um, – one of them has been the leader of the comp for all but rounds one and two this year. And round okay. 12. Round 12? Yeah, when Souths were ahead. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Didn't want to talk about that. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it was round 11. Round 11. But they've been up there. They've been there or thereabouts. We were talking about Brisbane earlier in the year, and at one point we were kind of like, when are they going to lose? Yeah. Um. It's going to be an amazing game. It's going to be. It, I, I'm going to disclose now. I think Penrith still win this game. So do I. But I think that it's going to be more of a close contest than people think. I think it's going to be more like 2021 than 2022 uh, in terms of the tightness of the scoreline. I think that this is a 
forward pack that's, as you said, just an incredible match for the Penrith forward pack. The back line is outstanding. It's full of superstars. The halfback has the experience uh, and longevity just to know how to control the tempo of the team. But I think a couple of things favor Penrith, though. So the first thing I think favors Penrith is they can just read each other better. They just they just got so much experience in those situations. They haven't lost a finals. The last they haven't lost a finals game in the last three years, except for the first one in twenty twenty one. But other than that, they're just on this incredible run that they um they know each other so well. They're meticulous. They're ruthless, and I think. Brisbane's strength is also its weakness. Like they're creative, they're flamboyant, they're prepared to take risks, but they don't always pay off, right? Like, and I've spoken about this a couple of times this year. Reese Walsh, outstanding, incredible player, but I do think sometimes he pushes the envelope in situations where he shouldn't. I think we saw it on the weekend with something like the intercept against the Warriors. You know, he then came back and and kind of did the same thing again, but instead of throwing the intercept, he dummied. Fine. But I think in a situation against Penrith, it's harder to get the ball back and bounce back from that. They punish the mistakes better. Yeah, well, this is, so I'll, I'll say this about Walsh. His mistakes, very much like James Maloney, yeah. do not affect his play. Yeah, He will learn from them every single time. You said about the dummy. Yeah. But they do not – he doesn't put his head down whenever he makes a mistake. He ready, forgets about it, next play, let's go, right, which is a great quality to have. Uh, their flair in attack is amazing. And, you know, you've got the strike of Farnsworth and um, Stags on both edges. And then you've got Selwyn Cobbo, right? Adam Reynolds leading the team around the park. You've got a dynamic running 5'8 and Ezra Mam. Yeah. It's going to be – it's it's the speed. That's, that's what they're going to have to rely on. I'm really interested to see which side Stephen Crichton sides on. I think it will be back on Luai's side again. He's mm. changed a couple yeah. times. My there's a couple of reasons. One, that's the side that Walsh loves to swing around to. Yeah. Uh, two, you've got the best defensive center inside someone uh, outside someone who is still carrying a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. And Targo is also just back from a pec injury, so you got you know it's it strengthens you up a little bit. Isaac Targo, uh, first game back against the Storm, lets in that try against. Um, Olam, Olam yeah. right? You saw that Brian Toto didn't come and help. Yeah, Toto never leaves his wing because yeah. he just trusts his inside man. Targo learned from that, was filthy, and didn't make a mistake the rest of the game. Yeah. Right? This team defensively is so strong, mm. and it all hinges, and it is all reliant on Dylan Edwards at the back. Yeah, he has turned himself into the best defensive fullback in the game. His communication with the team is bar none better than anyone else. He understands every little single thing that's going on, and it's going to be his job to point out where Reese Walsh is and how they're going to attack it. Yeah, and, and I, I, I don't think Reese Walsh has that ability yet to shut down Penrith. No, nah. and defense is what's going to do it, Mike. Like yeah. Penrith this year scored six hundred forty-five points. Okay, Brisbane yeah. scored six hundred thirty-nine. Brisbane conceded 425, second best in the comp. But Penrith, 312. 312. Like, that is insane. Yeah, they 
They have every it's a whole. It's five points less per game. Every every year we say this defense wins championships. Yeah, it's and it, it hasn't it hasn't changed in twenty years. You look at you look back at the last twenty premierships. All of them would have been top five defensive teams. Yeah, and what Penrith are doing this year defensively is just been outstanding. It's otherworldly how how well they communicate and how much they trust each other. Yeah. It's um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really good. Yeah, we've we've sp- already spoken f- what five minutes about the grand final. We haven't even mentioned the player who's probably gonna be the best player on the field, mm. which is Nathan Cleary, mm. and what he can do with his kicking. Adam Reynolds on the other side is probably the best counterpart for that. Yeah, right in terms of strategical kicking and tricks that he can pull out, but. What Nathan has done the first two games of this final series has been best player in the best player in the league by far levels. Yeah, just absolutely dominating, having the ball in the string, completely in control of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's in, it's incredible. Like it, it is just uh, Nathan is he's. He's he's incredible. Like he he is, and I'm I'm very critical of him at Origin. I'm not convinced on him at Origin. Yeah. I think he's got the potential to do it, but he hasn't done it. But it, but in this game, it's going to be him and Reynolds, and who's going to be more composed? Now Reynolds is traditionally very composed, and he had to manage and control a lot of egos at Souths, and he's really, you know, pulled this team along. But whether in this team where it's sort of him and Capewell were the only ones with grand final experience compared to all the grand final experience that the Panthers have is, is a huge ask for him, a huge ask. And, I, and I'm sure that there's he's got his own motivations for really wanting to win this, but I just hope they don't sort of, that doesn't get in, it drives him, but doesn't sort of um, overcome him. And sort of this idea that, I have to win this to avenge 2021. I have to win this to prove South's wrong. I have to win this to get one over Nathan. It's like, it, I hope it drives his game, but it sort of doesn't become all-consuming. Yeah. Uh, I We said, I think Penrith win. It's not that I'm counting the Broncos out. I just think that the experience, and it reminds me of the 2006 Storm team. Mm. Yeah. Where, you know, they, they had to lose that one, right? Yeah. But it then put them on a four-year run, right? I think you know you need to lose one to win one. Mm. I've said it so many times in this podcast. Yeah, need to lose one to win one because it helps you so much. It gives you that desperation, that want that you get from losing on the biggest stage makes you fight so much harder to get back there and put in the performance to win the next year, right? And this Broncos team is going to be back there. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I like we could see this next year. Of course, we could. I, at at this present time, there might be one other team that I think has the roster to maybe push in if they find some form. All right, but it's, at the, you go into next season, it's still going to be Broncos Panthers mm. as your favourites. Yeah. Right. All right. How's it play out? I'm a bit different to you. Uh, mm, Thirty to twelve Panthers. Nathan Cleary. First try scorer is going to be between Adam Reynolds and Skatoni Stag. Stephen Crichton's going to go over. 
Really? Yeah. That's the weak point. Yeah. It, it is the weak point, isn't it? Um, okay. What did you say you're going? 30 to 12. 30 to 12. Yeah. I think I'm going... Going 20 points to 10. Right? Because I just... You know, I, I can't see... I just can't see Penrith conceding more than a try. Yeah. I, I can see Bris, um, Brisbane kicking a couple of early goals. Sort of, it just sort of edges up. They get the edge on each other. But I think that... Yeah. It's it's hard. It's really hard. Broncos it's, Broncos did something very interesting against the Cowboy uh, against the Warriors, which yeah. they didn't really do all year. They averaged ten offloads a, a game all year mm. against the Warriors. They had twenty five, I believe. Yeah, because the way to break down this Penrith team is that second phase play. Yeah, they've clearly gone in with a game plan, preparing. You know, Kevin knew. Yeah, in that bye week that they had that. He needed to do, he needed to do a little bit of prep on the Panthers. Yeah, exactly. Get as much advantage as you can. You're going up against the Warriors, yes, but you had one eye forward the week after. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was a deliberate thing that the, the Broncos did, just to try and promote that ball a bit more, just to break. You get Payne Haas going into the line, sucking in three, four defenders, offload. Then you got to stack a defensive line. That's where you break them down. That's where you've got Reese Walsh coming at pace. Yeah. Um, first try scorer going Farnworth. I think Brisbane score first. Um, Dally M, not Dally M, Clive, Clive, Clive Churchill. Um, Stephen Crichton. I could say it. Yeah, I can see it. He's been the best defense. He's been the best center all year, easily the best center all year, and it's his hundredth game. Yeah, he could be the first player since like the sixties to score in three consecutive grand finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to do it in three different positions. Yeah, <laughs> left center, right center, and right wing. Yeah. Just, just, sorry, he just is, had a flashback to his 2021 try. <laughs> it's brain. He it's is, just, my heart sank. He is a monster. He is so special. Yeah, he, um, he is. He is. Yeah, I'm really cool. excited for him to move to the Bulldogs. So I don't hate him as much. <laughs> um, but he he is an incredible player. Yeah. Um, and I do think that he's going to play a major role in some form in this game. Yeah. Uh, both hookers, by the way. Yeah. Like, I do have to say, I. Um, Billy Walters, I don't know if I've been so critical of him on the mic, but off the microphone, I've been very critical of him. And I, there was a point in this year where I thought he was the weak link in this team. And I thought if they didn't make the grand final, it's because of him. But he's he has improved so much in the back half of the year. I don't know yeah. how or why or what's triggered it, but he's done an outstanding job. Yep, 100%. He's been incredible. Uh, even Mitch Kenny, right? They lose Appy. Everyone thought that would be the problem. Yeah. He has been so solid. But is that what winning does, Mike? Is that what it does? It just everyone can just play their game. It's knowing your role. Yeah. Mitch Kenny knows that his job is to defend his ass off and give great service. Yeah. Billy Walters is the same. They know their role. They're not overplaying their hand. Right. They've both got coaches who have played this game. Yeah. Been in grand finals. Kevy's won six grand finals. Hasn't coached him one, but he's won six. Ivan has played in one grand final, 
coached in this will be his fifth. Yeah. Right? These coaches are experienced. They know what it takes to get there. Yeah. And I think it's a credit to both coaches how far these teams have. Ivan, you know what I think about Ivan, but Kevy has turned this team around from a team who crashed out last year in horrific fashion to a grand final team. Mm. And, you know, there was there were there was a target above his head coming into this season if he didn't perform. And now he's safe as anything. Jeez. Yeah. Incredible. Like, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. He's done it. They've done a really impressive job. A really impressive job. Um, Adam Reynolds, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for him. I'm so, and I hope, I hope like he wins it, but I, I don't think he's going to win it, but I, I I would love to see him get that because he he so deserves it. He's he's been outstanding. He's been to how many preliminary finals he's been to now? Um, it's his third grand final, and he's really proving his worth and the value of his loss mm. of our loss in the fact that he's pulled this team into a grand final. I just think yeah. it reminds me so much of um, Daily Cherry Evans or, or someone that just so, Sean Johnson, these halfbacks that just get so experienced, Cooper Cronk in their prime. And it's like, throw them in a club and see the transformation. And like, mm. you have a premiership winning halfback on your books. You, you build the team around it and you never let them leave. That's no. the lesson. That's the lesson. Yeah, 100%. It is the lesson. Halfbacks are hard to come by. Unless especially. you're the Roosters and you're replacing them with an even better premiership winning halfback. <laughs> yeah, well you could play, replace a one-time premiership winning halfback with, with a four-time premiership winning halfback. Four-time <laughs> premiership winning halfback. <laughs> and bring in a 5'8 who's also won a premiership. Yeah. Triggered. <laughs> Triggered. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. I'm excited. This will be a really good game. Um, Adam G, referee. Yeah, I well haven't deserved. liked the press about him this week. Oh, been, it's been awful. The News Corp it's absolutely owned, ridiculous. News Corp owned club complaining, and the News Corp owned papers and on the News Corp owned TV stations about the um the record of the Panthers under Adam G between 2020 and 2023, uh, which is incredible that they won so many games under Adam G in that four year period when they made the grand final every year. And, and Brisbane got barely, the wooden spoon. And have barely lost in any of those games. Anyway. They've won 90% so, of those games. It's a ridiculous, ridiculous sort yeah. of story. The, the thing is, the moment it got posted, every single person counted with those points. Yeah. Every single person knew what the rhetoric was that the news court was trying to push. Yeah. And everyone saw through it and jumped down their throats. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, he's been, he was by far the best referee during the final series. Uh, the other two referees in contention have made absolute howlers. That forward pass, geez, it was awful. Uh, he's the I will Stephen say, Bradbury. I will, I will say, where are, the tu- where are the touchies been? What are they looking at? <laughs> what are the touchies looking at? Because they're not copying anywhere near as much criticism as they should be. That's it. That's it. And I it's did. like they're, they're not that good. Why don't they drop the re- – like the referee in that situation, is it his job to call that forward pass? I don't know. It should be. I don't know. I don't know. It, like, it was that blatant that everyone should have been able to see it, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, yeah. Let's hope that this game is not decided by a refereeing decision. Not that, you know, the two blunders that have happened decided games. You know, teams leak points. They swing momentum, though. They do. They can swing momentum. They can change things. 
If a team wins, the team wins. Refereeing mistakes happen. Yeah. Sometimes these howlers look a lot like do have an impact on the game. But yep. I um, think the Broncos still win regardless. Um, yeah, very excited for this game. Should be really good. Um, and we'll be back next week to wrap up. Wrap the it season. all up. We'll go through the Dalliums tonight. They are as we're recording, so we will go through that team yep. as well as a grand final review, mm-hmm. and then any notes heading into the offseason. Yeah, a long off season for us, Mike. I think. Yeah, you got a big off season coming up. We'll take it easy. It's a quiet one. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, as always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and how good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys. Thanks.